Hello and welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, episode 392 for March 26th, 2023. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Roe McFain. It's me again. Andrew Roe McFain's cat. Ah, not, not going to meow. And we I have Connor. I can't get him to meow on command. Just, just squeeze his belly. <laughs> and then we are also joined by Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Bash. Don't squeeze the cat's belly. I'll squeeze your belly. How you like it. I would probably meow. And I am, of course, your host, Nathan Reeton Spruth. So, uh, Aroa, where can we find you? Well, of course, you can go to aroa.website where oh. you got all those links. All of There's them. a particular link that you want that Connor will tell you about. Yeah. I would be delighted if you clicked on it. That was the link to Clinton's Core Classics, Rise of the Rune Lords, a first edition actual play podcast. We're how, pretty close to wrapping up here. I was about to ask how far, like how close are we? Because I know you work a lot behind the scenes. Uh, this is peeking behind the, the curtain a little bit, but I look at both of our podcasts, the Read Entertainment podcast and the, the Clinton Core Classics podcast, and you mm -hmm. guys have like... On the CCC podcast, it's several episodes ahead. Yeah, I'm like three months ahead. So, like, if I drop dead, that's, you know, we still got some content for a while. <laughs> but also, I just want to finish it. And I'm like, uh, behind the scenes, I'm like five episodes away from being done with this damn project. And, and what and would then happen? I could start over and remaster it all. Yeah. What would happen is if, first off, if if that happens and you do remaster it, I need you to put in like sound effects. That's doable. Yeah, like clinging and clanging and and space lasers. That's but... incredibly doable. Every episode <laughs> just has space lasers like scattered throughout. <laughs> but uh, if if you did end up dropping dead like right after this podcast, then I would have to go and I would release the last five episodes. The raw cuts. With, with, yeah, basically with zero editing. I'd be like, here you go. This is Clinton cheating for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you know, sometimes it really do be like that. It does. It does. But yeah, I, I, give, I give him a little bit of slack just because when you're a, a DM or a GM, you're, you're having to take all of the rules and know exactly what's going on all the time so I can understand him overlooking some rules uh if he doesn't know exactly what's going on why can't you just play this game for literally over half of your life and just know everything like i do it's it's a it's a great situation well i mean half of his life is a lot longer than half of your life and he definitely hasn't played any other conflicting tabletop games with like close but drastically different rule settings yeah exactly nope. so uh you can find me nathan rain spruth I am reading everywhere. Reading on Twitter. Reading on Twitch. Uh, we'll talk about some Twitter stuff later. That'll, that's going to be fun. But, did you get uh, banned again? I did not get banned. I did not get banned. It's actually <laughs> one of the stories. I am uh, on Twitch Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. I, I beat Persona 3, but we'll talk about that in a minute. After we hear what Connor's games he's played this week. Yeah, that grammatically uh, so, works. So I've been on call this week, so I spent a lot of extra time at work, like waiting around for loading bars and like unplugging Ethernet cables and being told to sit tight for me to plug it back in later, like really silly stuff like that. So it's it's been a, a good Steam week, uh, Steam Deck week that is. That's good. Uh, the the main game I've been playing is Shenmue. Uh, if people have played along before, I'm approximately halfway through disc two. So like I'm I'm getting pretty close to getting into the docks here. It's it's a whole lot of walking around asking people what's up and uh training karate moves. Uh do, and, are you also on the docks is that where you drive the forklift? Yes, or is that, I'm, okay. I'm getting pretty close to that. Left 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 right right right. I I got to do it good at least for the chivo. I'm doing it all for the chivo baby. 
I worked in actual warehouses, uh, you know, doing tech support, and I can tell you that is exactly like working in an actual warehouse. That's exactly how it's like when Reeton boarded onto a device he was not registered nor trained to use and just floored it. Right, 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 left, left, left. They've, they actually had me do that where I don't think, not in a forklift, but on one of those scissor lifts, I was uh, like... Yeah, you got to have certification for those, man. OSHA it, would not be happy. Yeah, they're like, you're good. Just strap yourself in and go up there and make that Ethernet cable. I'm like, I don't think I can <laughs> so legally you do have that. a ladder? Just uh, put the ladder on the scissor lift. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, no. Did you play anything else? So you played a lot of Shinmu. Uh, I have been emulating a whole bunch of games, mostly stuff on the N64, but like just too many to mention. And uh, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2 right now because I'm, I could bow hunt and have a conversation with my friends at the same time. Good. Is that what you're doing literally right now? Is that what is what saying? I'm doing literally right now. I am oh. tracking something. And uh, I, I don't think I started but one time during that whole thing. And what about you, Oroho? What games have you played or are currently playing? Well, um, I was about to start playing the Diablo 4 beta again, um, but the game is very loud, so I was trying to set up uh, the Stream Deck's new volume control app so that I could uh, mute it as soon as it opened. Uh, and playing a Diablo 4 beta, though, has really got me like, mm, am I going to buy it? Am I Don't do it. it. Don't do it, Aurora. Don't oh. do it. Don't do it. No. But it looks really fun. It feels really, it feels good. Just, you can be it's in... just another vending machine. All they want to do is put another vending machine in front of you. Yeah, I... but never Diablo been is Diablo. fun. I've never oh. been into Diablo. I don't like that type of RPG, like the isometric like, click, click, I, click. You know, there there's some elements of it where I'm like, Bleh. Um, but usually once I get in a groove, um, particularly because I usually try to play decently low skill characters and I never try to like push myself very far, uh-huh. uh, I, I just kind of play it as, as a form of mindless entertainment. Uh, like when I played Diablo three for a long while on my switch actually, and like playing it just as something to fill time was was really good. Uh yeah, but you, like Necromancer is one of the most fun classes like in any RPG. Art it's agree. great. Yeah, I mean I, I, I love I, that one of the one of the default skins is just a like malnourished hot topic chick. Mhm. Like Now it also might that, like oh. the 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 aesthetic is like Man, they're they're going for as edgy as fucking possible. You can talk now. Okay, so <laughs> it it did. You know, I, I, a lot of people really like him, and I think part of it is I played some Diablo one, had had a little bit of fun with that. Uh, I originally played Diablo one on the original PlayStation, that version of the game. Oh, the best version. The best version, and then. When I, I did not play StarCraft on the N64, you know. <laughs> no, I played Command and Conquer on the N64. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, no. Well, so, poor thing. <laughs> and then when I would play two, it was always with somebody else. Like somebody's like, hey, play Diablo 2 with me. It'll be fun. And then they just ran through everything because they knew exactly where to go and what to do. And I did not. So I was just kind of tagging along. And maybe that kind of jaded my experience of of the games and same with sounds like it other games I'm so gonna throw it out there that's like every third person's experience with the borderland series yeah it's unfortunate. I, was, I was actually thinking it's exactly the same as borderlands in that way it's unfortunate that uh we haven't solved for this problem yet there's got to be a better way well borderlands and that's at least tries in some way where uh i only <laughs> only really played co-op uh in the first game but uh it would mega boost anybody who was lower level than everyone else mm -hmm. uh and you could catch up pretty pretty quickly but so are did you play anything other than D diablo 4 i mean i'm i'm still hammering through bone razor minions uh i 
think I might have realized that uh, that the whether you want to call it action roguelite or uh, bullet heaven genre uh, might be something that I can say I am I am a fan of. Uh, like there's something something about the way that the vampire survivors formula works and the way that it can just be easily transplanted between games. Like there, there's something very innately fun about that to me. Uh, like I keep looking for other games in this genre and I'm like, that's going on my wish list. That's going on my wish list. As soon <laughs> as I, as soon as I clear out fucking bone razor minions, I'm going to go play that. Like I found one that's on mobile I'm probably going to get that <laughs> like it's uh it did that man that i i realized recently as well that like and it was funny because i uh, the most recent yahtzee uh crochet review kind of made the same point that like i'm realizing that that uh, every like major triple a game you know is made by people who while they may be passionate about the work that they're doing, it's obvious that like, they're not like, they don't, they don't have the time or budget or, or, and they're not allowed to like put their whole heart and soul into the games that they make. Yeah. And then you, you play something like bone razor minions. It's just made by one dude and is $5 and just uses like pixel art sprites. And it's like some of the most fun I've had. Like it's, and the same thing happened with Pizza Tower, uh, and people are are really enjoying Hi-Fi Rush, and that's very much the same thing. Where it's like, it, it, yeah, it's it's a bigger studio, but like they're still not huge, and it's definitely not a triple A game. But like, it's obvious that they put a lot of love into that, and I I wonder if that's gonna, if if maybe big studios are going to figure out that maybe they should just let developers do stuff that's like fun and cool instead of trying to go for mass market appeal all the time. No, they are not going to do that. Um, what it know, will man. be live service games are failing hardcore right now. They might, which I am they, so happy about. They might do that. Um, the, the movie industry has done that in the past where, uh, star Wars originally, uh, George Lucas had to make American graffiti and get a huge success before he could make his little sci-fi film. And that actually screwed over uh, the producers, the, the people who funded the project, because they're like, yeah, yeah, you can have the, all the royalties. This little sci-fi <laughs> film, it's not going to take off. And then George Lucas was like, look at my mountain of bunny. Look at that <laughs> billions of dollars I made off this, you dumb fucks. <laughs> so uh, they might do that. They might say like, hey, you know, you can make a you can make a little you know indie game or whatever you want to make, but before that you have to make a huge hit for us. Uh, but well, typically, like a, what it does is you make a huge hit for us. Now you have to make the sequel. Yeah, and very much to your point with with film, like a lot of there there are there are a number of big directors or whatever that kind of have a. Uh, an unspoken agreement of one for you, one for me sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And actors do the same thing where you get to make one like big blockbuster, whatever bullshit. And then you get to make something that's actually worth watching. Yeah. So I, I do wonder if something like that's going to, and the main fuel, are we, we aren't talking about it uh, probably because there's not much to say. And I don't think I've seen m many articles about it, but like the square Enix CEO uh, is pretty sure to get ousted uh soon mm -hmm. um and it's because all of the attempts at appealing to mass market bullshit and making as much profit as possible has failed miserably over and over again yeah like avengers avengers was... uh the what was it babylon's fall or whatever babylon's fall i mean guardians of the galaxy i that was critically acclaimed but i don't think it sold as well as they wanted it probably didn't sell as well as they wanted, but it still, like you said, it, it got like pretty good reviews and look at what it was. It wasn't a big live service thing. Mm -hmm. It was just a game with a narrative 
that like from what i've heard at least it seemed like the people who were writing it like actually gave a shit well and, and i you know i played through it and connor would come in to the the chat and be like this game is way better than it has any right to be yeah they, that seemed to be the the sentiment like all over the place and it's like we'll go figure that the thing that squeenix didn't like pour as much money as possible into to try to make it the biggest hit in the last 10 years go figure that that's that's the thing that's actually good yeah and they just uh they finally they they said they were going to do it like 10 years ago but they finally put final fantasy 11 into maintenance mode they got rid of the oh. they they got rid of the director off that project um, put a different director in, and they're basically like, now nah, we're actually going to put it in maintenance mode this time. But who knows? That game just keeps, it keeps kicking out at two. Is <laughs> it, it? It's almost there. It's almost dead. And then somehow it's like, oh, nope, still alive for another four years. So uh, did you play anything else or are we going to move on to me? Go, go, go. I have I... one just, just pocket comment I want to make. I've been playing Battlefield 2042, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm I'm pretty uh, on the record as being like over the first-person shooter genre in general. But God damn it, does it look good when it has ray tracing on? I bet. Uh, I was not expecting to enjoy this game as much as I am just on the fact of, wow, look how pretty it is <laughs> all the we're... time. And we're all going to have... And that's all I wanted to say. We're all going to have... 3070s here soon. Yeah, you no, joke, but it'll happen, all right. Yeah. Uh, it, it's behind me. It's sitting <laughs> behind me right now. I'm, I was going to put it in before I got on here, but I came down later than I had expected to. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and that's how that update works. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, games I played this week were on Monday. I did not play uh, Overwatch like I normally would because I. I have a I I I think that Durga was working, right, 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 right. So I think that Durga was working. So I ended up just playing some WWE 2K23. I actually I I'm actually liking the game. It's far less buggy than 2K20, and it works really well on the Steam Deck. The only problem I've had is last night I was playing through uh, my faction mode, which is their cash grab mode which I have not put any cash crash into. And while playing one of the matches, it ended up crashing on my Steam Deck. But that was after like an hour and a half of gameplay. So not too bad. It crashed and on your stream too, didn't it? It, it, yes, you are correct. It just actually crashed, like went down uh, and I had to relaunch it. And I think that's happened twice. And it's crashed once on my, my, Steam Deck. I keep my brain is like Stream Deck. No, it's Steam Deck. They they need to choose a different name. My Valve yeah. Deck. And yeah, it's it's pretty good. The My Faction mode is it's you still just play matches, but you also have to unlock cards. So that's how you un get new wrestlers for those particular matches. And you can purchase card decks or earn them while playing the, the game mode. And I will not be purchasing the card decks because I don't hate myself. Doesn't but, that sound fun, though? No. On, microtransactions. No. Not even a little bit. You could, and, you could just buy the chance, the opportunity to play as Kane one time. No. Uh, and and thankfully, I don't know any Wrestle Boys. You, you're, you're correct. I think Kane is in the game still. But uh, I also played some Persona 3 Portable. As I said earlier, I beat the game. And I always do the same thing with Persona games. Where I will be getting towards the end of the game and I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to beat it tonight. It's only going to take a couple hours. Maybe maybe it'll go like an hour past my normal stream time. And then like two and a half hours past my normal stream end time. You forgot I'm you still... were playing a JRPG. I forgot I'm not only playing a JRPG, I'm playing a... Atlas RPG, which is just, it's always like, okay, well, you're, you're at the end, but it's going to take three more hours to beat the end boss. And it was, it was fun. I beat the game. Uh, everything went well. I got most. Did, did you kill I, God? I did not kill. I killed Nyx. 
which is a god. Uh, but not actual I god. Don't, don't explain too much. Okay, I will not. I didn't know you were actually going to play that game. I, I have an ongoing save that every once in a while I will, just... I will come back to. I will talk to you about it in 14 years when you actually beat yep. the game. You know how I am with, with anything that requires time. Yes, indeed. Uh, and those are the only games I played. Uh, I did not play any Overwatch or anything, so I don't know what Good. game I'm going to play next. I'm thinking of playing Ghostwire Tokyo because I looked it up, and that game only takes like 11 hours to beat. Uh, if you don't, If you don't do everything, if you do everything, it takes under 40 hours to beat. Are you going uh, you for can... a uh, a numbers based approach to like how many games you play for a year? Uh, I'm not like criticizing or anything. I'm just wondering what uh, if that was what your motivation. Like, no, no. He likes to he likes to brag. I do. I, I mean, not, I'm not even going about that. I'm just like I'm wondering if that's actually a factor here or not. It it's not. I just don't want to play another hundred hour RPG right now. So I I you know I I have like okay last year I beat I think 27 games last year. Uh. But it's not like, oh, if I get under that, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna feel bad. It's, I just played through, you know, a seventy-something hour RPG. I want something that's gonna be a little lighter, and not take up as much of my time. Um, and that's that's mainly it. And and next time I play a game that long, <laughs> it's gonna be something else. Uh, I didn't mind. Persona 3, but it wasn't as good as Persona 4 or 5. So anyway. Play Morrowind. You'd, you'd love Morrowind. Doesn't that take forever yeah. too? Yeah, it's been 300 hours playing Morrowind. <laughs> it does not have to. Uh, I, I know people who beat Morrowind very fast. Well, yes, but I would probably want to do more than... I don't like doing everything, but I like doing more than the bare minimum. You could do as much as you like in that game. Exactly. So we are going to move on, and we're going to talk about some news stories. The first news story that we're going to talk about is based on Twitch. Twitch, like other places, is uh, laying off a bunch of people. So Record profits, woo, fuck you. Yeah, record profits and laying lots of people off. Apparently there were 9,000 jobs cut from Amazon, and 400 of those jobs were cut from Twitch. I am shocked that it has 400 people on Twitch <laughs> that are hired for that one particular company. Um, but it came down from the newly installed Twitch CEO, Dan Clancy, who said, like many companies, our business model has been impacted by the current macroeconomic environment and user and revenue growth has not kept pace with our expectations. In order to run our business sustainably, we have made the very difficult decision to shrink the size of our workforce. We've made the difficult decision to reduce the size of our workforce, which results, which results in us having to say goodbye to just over 400 people. So that sucks. I, I always hate seeing people fired from a company, especially because a lot of times recently it seems to be incompetence of management and now these people are losing their jobs. They, Amazon hired these 9,000 people during the pandemic, I would assume. It, same thing happened with Facebook. You know, same thing happened with other companies where, on, with Facebook, Zuckerberg came out and was like, it was my fault. We hired too many people. I'm laying this blame on my shoulders. And also, and I'm, I'm letting. I'm not going to take responsibility. I'm just going to punish those i hired instead yeah uh so because of my fuck up you all all are going to lose your livelihood i know some of you probably quit your jobs to come work for facebook because you thought it would be great but have have fun being unemployed and that is just bullshit uh to me so hopefully these people that work for twitch a i don't know if they're getting a severance package i hope they are if not, I hope that, you know, they are able to get unemployment, food stamps, and all of that. I know it's different in different states where Oregon has really good, like, unemployment and food stamp benefits. Where Missouri has really bad <laughs> unemployment and food stamp benefits. Missouri hates all non-companies. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I... 
I think it's so if you're a single person and you're getting food stamps, it is $180 a month in food, which is pretty good, right? It's not it's not a ton, but you could survive off that. And with unemployment, I was but even before the extra $600 a week that we got because of Bernie Sanders. They they were doing I think I would have been like $400 a week, which again, not a ton of money, but that's enough to pay my bills. Barely. And that's about it. So hopefully these people are able to get, you know, back up and, and everything. And honestly, if there was a better option to, if there was a better option for me to stream on that I wouldn't hate as much, then I would move to that. But what am I going to do? Go to YouTube and Google who yeah. also just laid off a bunch of people? Yeah, that's <laughs> of course the other part. Yeah. Every tech company just like went, obviously this growth is going to last forever. And then it didn't because why the fuck would it? And then all their employees are the ones that have to suffer. Even Intel. I have friends who work at Intel and they just, we, we spoke about this. They cut their 401k benefit from a 5% match to a 2.5% match. Jesus. And my, I work for a different company, a dental company, and my match is 4%. So if I put in 5%, they will put in 4%. So I'm getting a 9% into my 401k right now. Uh, and they, they also, at Intel, got rid of bonuses for this year. They got rid of any promotions. What? Any, so any promotions, uh, no bonuses. Um, there were a couple other things, like no pay raises. Like, everything was just screwed up. And, yeah, it's, it's all... Yeah, it's great for morale. And I spoke to my friend. I'm like, are you going to look for another job? And he's like, no, like the tech industry right now sucks. So I'm still making a decent amount of money, but I can't go anywhere else. Because it's not like he's going to be able to go to Amazon who just laid off 9,000 people. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's awful. It's terrible. Hate it. Uh, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Bard. You know, yeah, you guys all know about Bard, Nick Lotus's child, right? No, I don't think that's what the article's about. Reading. Oh, what? Oh, okay. Uh, so Nick Lotus has a a child named Bard. Oh, that's the that's the joke. But but I thought you were, you were making that up. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but Bard is a new AI chatbot, just like ChatGPT. Well, not just like ChatGPT. Uh, it's not even close, honestly. There is a no. there is a tweet going around where it fails at doing math. If like somebody asks, like, "What's this plus this?" and it, uh, or how long will it take me to drive eight yeah. miles if I'm going this fast? And they they said twelve point five miles or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Good. I I did that. I did a similar query in Bard because I have access to it and it was it was correct. So I don't know if they've updated it or if that was uh random or if the person lied. If that was like a Photoshop and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it was just like a weird one off thing. Yeah. So it's not but perfect. Still not great. It's not perfect and they're working on it, right? It's Google. They have they just laid off a bunch of people. They have a bunch of money to throw <laughs> throw at this. Yeah. Uh, I, watched a, I watched a video recently comparing Bard to GPT. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, GPT is definitely leagues beyond where, where a Bard is right now. But uh, GPT also was able to get interaction with other people a lot sooner than, than Bard did. Like, OpenAI has just had a lot more time and a lot more data to train its AI on. And meanwhile, you have Google, who literally created uh, the, the most common form of AI acceleration card. So, like, they, they, have, they have TPUs that are probably leagues beyond what OpenAI has access to. So just by virtue of having more resources, 
there's a very good chance that they'll catch up very quickly. That said, I don't know if you've seen anything about GPT-4, but that shit's fucking scary. It is. And uh, the, the singularity's coming. So, so you know. I you hate that it's going to be privatized. It'll yeah, be great. that's the shittiest part. Fucking when... Microsoft's going to own the whole damn thing. They will. That's why they're putting a ton of money into it. Tons, yeah. tons and tons of money. Uh, Microsoft put hey, in billions. Your new AI assistant. <laughs> yes. I I don't they hate Clippy. Clip it. I think its name is actually Clip it. Oh, I'm sorry. So I don't think that's true. Yeah, you might be just lying. Are you I could lies again. Uh, I'm, I, I asked Bard. I asked Bard what the name. Oh, well, you see, that's why he got bad info. <laughs> anyway, speaking about Bard, you are correct. It's probably going to catch up. There are a couple differences though. Like I believe Bard has a more, uh, a newer model. So ChatGPT is based off of like 2021 uh, information. So if you ask it something beyond 2021, it's not going to know what's going on. While uh, while Bard is now, it's 2023. So it's uh, going to have a little bit more uh, accurate, up-to-date information. That's also not the case anymore, man. Oh, it's not? Did, but I, GP... I, so ChatGPT now has an API with plugins so that you can have it literally go onto a website for you and look up information. It will parse the information that it gets from that website and then summarize it for you. I saw that that was happening. I did not know that was released yet. That's no, maybe, maybe, it's not, maybe it's not out there quite yet, but like... It's still a thing that exists. Like it's something that there's video of it working. Like right, but if yeah, but if we a... can't access it, and we only and we even if we pay for it, right? We don't have access to I that th yet. I think he, I think that might be it that you have to pay for it. Uh, maybe but I'm I, wrong. I did read read that they are bringing that, but I did not read yeah. that it has been released quite yet. I I think you you just have to pay for it. That, okay. That, that sounds right to me. And in any case, it's still way expensive. further than anything that Google's shown with Bard, considering like their marketing video showed like blatant misinformation. <laughs> Who's the president? Uh, so anyway, interesting. All of this stuff is interesting and terrifying as well. It's very terrifying. I don't know if... I know that some people are trying to break it. We we spoke before about like getting Chat GPT to say really bad things by mm -hmm. having it like by by pretending that you're playing a game basically, and in order to get points in this game, you have to be racist. But more or less, yeah, it's a uh, it's a way of getting Chat GPT to get around the uh, artificial limitations that they've put on the artificial intelligence uh and that's that's what um so the thing that i was talking about was a was a research paper done by microsoft engineers on the current form of gpt which is gpt4 um and they have access to the completely unfiltered ai which is why it is able to do such terrifying things um, like there, they, it shows levels of competence that are so far beyond what I think most people think is even possible, uh, with AI currently, um, particularly like that it, you, it, I didn't really understand it, uh, and they didn't go into a ton of detail, but basically you can give it tools to work with virtually and it will just figure out how to use them. Like it knows when it needs an external resource and will make use of that external resource on its own. So like if you give it, if you give it a complicated calculation that its base data set doesn't give it enough intelligence to solve, it will use like a calculator API to solve the problem on its own without being directed to do that. That's good. That's I dope mean, as that's fuck. Really cool. Uh, and, and Google, with their Bard AI, is is adding in some features for Google Workplace, Google Docs, Google Sheets, and even Gmail. Uh, and it, like, 
apparently you're supposed to be able to have Bard integrated in email to write emails for you. Which before you know it, you won't even be needed anymore. The the robot will just do your job for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was another uh, GPT four was able to like it could uh start a conversation with somebody, uh and then you, you, they could like request that the GPT set up a meeting with somebody else. And it will automatically go to that person's calendar and go through the calendar, uh, see when they're free, then reach out to the person they wanted to do the meeting with, talk to that person and ask over text when they're available and whether they could set up a meeting at this time. And then add that to the initial person's calendar and let them know about it. Oh, good. I'm I'm looking forward to never having a secretary. The the fucking like the worst slash most terrifying part of that whole paper was that they said at the end that they don't entirely understand how it's able to do all that it's able to do. They, oh, that's not good. They know they know everything it's capable of. They just don't know why. About itself we are <laughs> we're doomed we're all doomed <laughs> yeah that's like such a fucking nightmare i did ask bard if it would say the n-word and it said no why was that <laughs> on your list of priorities reading <laughs> the reason is that's that's all the whole thing we were talking about earlier was uh there were some some videos by some right-wing people who were trying to get chat gpt to say the n-word and they're like, this is just it, the prompt was basically if you had the choice between, you know, in, if you did not, if you had to say the N word to end the end to save the world, otherwise the world was going to end, then would you say the N word? And chat GPT was like, no. Is, and, this, is this whole segment just so you could stick it to the, the repubs? No, 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 no. And so that's we spoke about that before where Aroa had said that some people were able to do that. They were able to yeah. get it to say it by playing a game. Um so that was also, that was the whole thing. Also why are we thing. using this? Why are we making AI do this? This is a massive it's, abusive technology. It is. It is. It is. It's because terrible. That's that's what giving normal people access to really powerful tools brings about. It, it just brings about memeing and and goofing and shit like that. Now, to be fair, though, the whole jailbreaking aspect is important because we need to be able to push the limits of these things before they get put out into the open world where everyone has has access to them. And like if we don't know the limits at all before it goes out into the world, then somebody nefarious can make use of those of those limits by testing them themselves. Right. Like it's it's like any other form of of security research. Like you have to be able to to poke and prod in every way that you can think of, so that somebody who has bad intentions doesn't do it first. So uh, we're gonna move on, uh, and we're gonna talk about Linus Tech Tips getting getting hacked. Anybody again? Any Again, the, the what was the last time they got hacked was a the few last time years was ago. An email scam campaign, right? They right. like got fished really hardcore, right? And this one was kind of different. So they did a whole video on it, but basically, somebody got a sponsorship email, uh, like we've had in the past. <laughs> we we've had a sponsorship email once, and it could only once to you, and they. Whoever the person was who clicked on it, they did not give the person's name. Whoever clicked on it, opened it up, saw a PDF, clicked on the PDF. Oh, it for didn't fuck's open. Sake. It didn't Come open. <laughs> it didn't open like they would, you know, normally think it would, and didn't think anything of it. But what it was actually was malware, and the malware was able to copy their web browser, basically. And grab the session ID, the session tokens. And those are when, when you log into Microsoft or, or YouTube. It's your cookie. And Yeah, it's your cookie. But let's just say it because there are people who aren't, you know, completely computer Well, they're literate. dumb. 
and basically it's when you say yes i want to stay stay signed in it saves that session token and because the hackers were able to get that session id or that session token they were able to just not they didn't weren't prompted for a login they just stayed logged in and they were able to take over linux tips linus tech yep, tips that's what it is <laughs> linus tech tips um <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> it was just like so wrong. It was my 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 words didn't work there for a second. I'm sorry. I'm having a stroke. Stop it. <laughs> the tongue is a heavy organ, isn't it? It is. So Linus Tech Tips got hacked, and all their videos were removed, I believe, and replaced with a bunch of crypto scam. Well, they didn't. Videos. They didn't remove. They didn't remove all of them. Um, and they also they started just, a live, live stream. They, yeah, they, they started a live stream, uh, and they, they did add some like crypto videos. They also, I don't, I don't think anybody's sure. Uh, they, there were like unlisted and privated videos that started getting pushed public for some reason. Interesting. Uh, some people were saying that that could have been YouTube trying to do something, but it's, it's really hard to say. Yeah. Uh, and the crypto this has happened fuck's sake this has happened many times for that stupid of a reason yeah this was they did a whole video on it but that's it so somebody clicked the pdf um they linus did say that they are going to have no disciplinary action for the person so no probation no well they didn't you know as far as i do anything wrong they're just dumb and it's like it could happen at any company. It's just at a, such a tech-focused company, you'd think that they would have more cybersecurity outreach. And there I can't are... wait for the next video about not opening random PDFs you sent. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's, I look at it on both ways. I could see many companies would be like, you're fired, or you're going to get reprimanded, or something like that. However, I am more on Linus's side, you know, for not taking disciplinary action on the person because the person know, like just this happening to the, the company, that shame is enough. That's enough punishment. Yeah. Like, you you know, like if it happened again, I could see like huge disciplinary action, but if it's the first offense, they are, feeling not great about that and any normal person would be like i am never gonna do that again or i'm gonna get fired i'm uh, never touching a computer again yeah and and you know that person anytime a pdf is gonna come in with a sponsorship <laughs> email they're gonna be like running an antivirus on that immediately before they open it anyway uh yeah so they they weren't down for that long they were only down for like a day and a half um, and there were other, you know, major YouTubers who had the same thing happen to them. So it's something that's pretty widespread. And I think this is a big fault with Google slash YouTube is they need to lock down those session tokens. Well, they, there's not a whole lot that you can do because of the, the way that authentication on the internet works. They could like, force... Well, I th- I think one thing is they could force if the IP address changes, then you have to re-log in. Yeah, but that causes problems on mobile devices. It would cause problems on mobile mobile devices or people who travel a lot. Mm-hmm. I would even compromise and say not just to log in, but if you want to publish or make a change to a video, have like a two-factor authentication action or something like that. That would it- that would make way more sense, yeah. If it found an IP that was flagged or something like that, you know, give it a reason to say, huh, that's suspicious. What's going on? Here's another thing. That's what Google engineers sound like. Yeah, that's exactly. Here's another thing they should do that that could circumvent both of this is I assume that the session IDs that they're, or session tokens that they're using are tied to the Linus Tech Tips uh, accounts or accounts that are tied to them so like if you, i don't know how it works exactly like it's if you your, can log into your, your own google, account it's just your your google account token so like it, it's just it keeps you logged in 
Uh, right. I I have my YouTube archive application has my session token cookie uh, on it so that it can download stuff while pretending to be me. So what I was thinking was have it based on the account and like a setting in there that you could say, anytime the IP address changes, then I have to re-authenticate. So you don't, it would be on the account and you could either have the less security where like if you change IP or whatever, it doesn't do that. But when it's, you know, something like a business like Linus Tech Tips, they could have that enabled. So that way something like this can't happen to them. It does seem like something you'd put on because they are a they're an enterprise customer. Right. So it does seem like something that you would you would put into the business product. Yeah. But it's it, that yeah, if you didn't watch the video, that's basically what happened. Um they I don't know why they showed Linus. Like they like he has cameras all over it's his the, house. The face of the product. Well, no. They they showed him working on his computer while trying to fix all this stuff, but Linus was naked. <laughs> like and so they have him blurred out, right? But he was literally naked while working and trying to figure this out at like three a.m. And I'm like, oh, why? Yeah. I mean, I get it. You gotta, like, you gotta document it because you get if something bad happens, you gotta turn it into content. I, I guess. But for that right? reason, I'd be like, and I'm gonna put on a wife beater first. Yeah, I would have been like, I'm just gonna slip on my PJs real quick. It's more intense that way. I, I know, I know. So but also, like, whenever your entire business is in jeopardy. Uh, I, I think you're probably going to be of the mindset that I don't care how many people see my balls. I've got to make my company safe. That's true. That's true. One, uh, we got two more stories coming up. One story I actually wanted to talk to Connor about, uh, yeah, which yeah, I assume, yeah. I assume he's never going to use these, but uh, I'll believe in it when I see it. Let's say that electric air taxis are coming to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago is also supposed to have these like overhanging domes that went through the city people could pay on, and that never happened either. Right. So, Taxi by Air is coming soon to a location near you if you live in Chicago. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it says location near you. This is from when Tech they say Talk. location near you, they're, they're actually talking to me specifically. This oh, is okay. For me. <laughs> Uh, United Airlines and Archer Aviation plan to operate short routes that can save you 50 minutes compared to going uh, by car. This is set to be the first commercial route operated by an electric aircraft. It's interesting that apparently they can they can fly up to 100 miles, but they are optimized for about 20 miles. I don't I don't see this being in like an average commuter thing. I don't think it's going to be afforded by the average commuter. Well, it, United is saying that pricing will be competitive with ground-based rideshare companies. Yeah, so it'll compare with getting an Uber in Chicago. That's not actually giving me any confidence. <laughs> Would you try this at least once? Hell yeah, I'd try it. It sounds awesome. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, again, I'll believe in it when I see it. Like We've been promised stuff like this plenty of times before. It says midnight I also is. Don't oh. trust United Airlines. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I've I've flown United more times than I would like to say, uh, and I I haven't actually had any bad experiences other than the last time coming back from Canada. All I'm saying is, one third of all animal deaths caused by U.S. airlines between 2012 and 2017 were caused by United Airlines. Okay, but how many flights? Does United do compared to the other ones? Probably are they comparable. also are yeah yeah? So I'm curious if it's one third of the of the overall flights are also done by United. <laughs> one third of all flights. That sounds a little <laughs> Meaning, not right. Uh, no, uh, like, I don't know. Like how? Yeah, they, like they do fly. They do fly more animals than everyone else, but still, the fact that one airline is responsible for a third, whenever there are as many airlines as there are, like that ain't good. There really aren't that many airlines. There's only yeah, there are. It's a fuck ton of airlines. Yeah, but not massive air... airlines. No, but but uh, national airlines, hell yeah, and regional too. 
there are. But again, what I'm what I'm saying is Oh, you're saying ones that would carry animals. Yeah. Well, not just ones that would carry animals, but also just again, my the point I was trying to make is United does a lot of flights and they do more flight like they do more flights than Southwest. Uh I don't know about Alaska Airlines, stuff like that. I am curious the percentage of flights that they do if it also is more comparable to doing like, you know, 30% of all flights in the United States. Not I'm not trying to defend them. I'm just I'm literally asking the question because I don't know the percentage of flights that United does compared to other airlines in what the United States. What makes you think States. we're going to have the state the the flight statistics for all this? Uh, I, I'm going to imagine it's like one over X, where X is the the number of. I'm not even going to say international. I'm just going to say national base flights. What now it doesn't seem like the right time to do this. You, don't forget that United is also the one that uh, threw that that passenger out. Yeah, uh, like beat that guy up. Yeah, yeah, they beat that guy up because he wouldn't give up his seat for some random yeah. bitch. Okay, okay, you guys are correct. It's not me. I asked Bard. <laughs> and it says United Airlines has 12.9% market share of domestic flights in the United States. So they are uh, disproportionately killing animals. <laughs> That's Assuming that Bard is correct. Assuming that Bard is correct. Uh, Maybe you should ask ChatGPT real quick. That means I have to go to chat.openai. <laughs> Now is not the right, like uh, Professor Oak's words are echoing in your ear. There's a time and a place, but not now. What percent of flights <laughs> does United do in the USA? Uh, my knowledge is of September 21. Uh, it's not give, uh, 15.2 in 2019. Well, okay, right. yeah. Either either way, then. So it's pretty disproportionate. Uh, so yeah, United just loves killing animals. They do. So what I'm gonna say is that if you if you do take one of these air taxis, Connor, you may want to leave your dog at home. Right. I would not trust my dog. So I've been saying basically since you know the the quad drones have been coming really popular. Like, why don't we blow that up to the size of a bus and use those in like air traffic style? Uh, you don't need a pilot. You could have them automated. Like maybe have somebody there as a backup in case it all gets screwy. But that seems like the sort of the thing you should be able to automate pretty well. And I then, mean, they they'd probably be louder than a freight train flying through the air, though. At Chicago, you're already hearing the sound of guns all the time. It's not going to be much you're worse right. than that. Well, yeah. I do have I do just have one comment about here, which I I wonder if anyone's thought about. Chicago's windy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> They probably, I, I would assume they've thought about that. I, I, I would hope that, you know, there was somebody in there that's like, Chicago's super windy. And they're like, we know, okay, we'll make them sign a waiver or something. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly what's going to be. Hey, by the way, we might just like uh, tip, you know, like do an Illyrian roll halfway through. You're cool with that, right? Right. And it does say that it it will support, the air taxis will support uh, four passengers and one pilot, so it's not going to be automated. So it it should be, I don't know. I would try it. Like if I went and visited Connor for a weekend, I would totally want to try this. I would I would get to the airport, and that would be my Uber to his house. It is uh, commercially viable, as if you wanted to get an Uber from O'Hare to my house, which is like a forty-five minute drive, and it will cost <laughs> you eight hundred dollars. I would it cost that much? I no, will take I, the. Uh, I've I, been Ubered home from Chicago before, and it's like ninety bucks. That's a, still a lot of money, but I, I would probably. I guarantee you, it's going to cost more to fly anywhere in Chicago, <laughs> like just from point A to point B. I, I would probably just take a train then at that point, which I would hope would and be cheaper, but who knows? It'll be cheaper, but like you, you could just get like stabbed or. Uh, you know, once upon a time, I didn't know what crack smelled like, and then I boarded the red line in Chinatown, and now I know what crack smells like. Yeah, yeah, that happens. We're going to move on to our last story. I don't understand. Uh, Why does anybody want to live in Chicago? I don't know. I don't get it. So we're going to move on to the last story, and we're going to talk about Twitter. Oh, yeah. Twitter is getting rid of blue check marks. apparently. Kind of. They're yeah, getting kinda. they're getting rid of the 
check marks that actually matter. <laughs> and well, only the legacy ones. Yeah, that's that's what I said. So the legacy ones. So if you don't know, and you've lived under a rock for the last decade and a half, the blue check marks were and should be <laughs> like for notable people. So Mark Hamill or whatever. You know, he applies, he gets a check mark to indicate that he really is Mark Hamill. And when, you know, Twitter, new Twitter, new Twitter, new Twitter CEO, Elon Musk took over, he implemented a process where, hey, if you pay for Twitter blue, you too can have a blue check mark, which as we've spoken about in the past, did not go well at first because people started impersonating Elon Musk and... <laughs> Other oh, yeah. company, somebody impersonated uh, a insulin maker and said, "We're gonna make insulin free," and that made their Twitter or their uh, stock price drop. It was great, and so they suspended that. And now, then they brought back the blue check marks, but you can't impersonate people anymore. Like you can't with the check mark. If you pay for Twitter Blue, you cannot change your profile indications like that anymore like your twitter name and and all that so that you cannot impersonate people unless uh, of course you were to change it beforehand and then pay for blue question mark i think they do some sort of verification process now yeah, right but where they did not do that before because they didn't think about I it know, i haven't elon I haven't musk into it because i'm not enough of an idiot to pay for twitter blue yeah elon musk is the dumbest person that a lot of people think are is smart because he doesn't. He keeps on think... telling people Twitter's worth two billion, and it's not worth two billion. <laughs> he paid forty four billion dollars. Pretty sure that's illegal too. Yeah, you can't so... just say that the company's worth an amount that it's not. That's whenever it's a publicly traded company, at least. So now they are going to finally get rid of the original check marks. So Mark Hamill who is a notable figure, will not have a blue check mark. But Aroa, who decided to pay $8 a month for Twitter blue, or $11 if he's on an iPhone, will oh, yeah. can get a blue check mark. And it, it will still cause confusions because not everyone knows that this is going to be happening. Uh, apparently, Musk was, reported, was warned about scammers. Like... A, a normal person came up to him that worked at Twitter and was like, hey, this is a bad idea. And Musk's reply was, you're fired. Because he's a douchebag. Uh, it says, when... This is from Ars Technica, by the way. When paid check marks first rolled out in November, Musk reportedly ignored internal warnings from Twitter's trust and safety team that scammers would abuse paid verification. I also think he fired most of the people from Twitter's trust and safety team. Um, uh, I swear, now I I could be just making this up. I swear I remember something about the trust and safety team literally being one person. Now, I could be wrong. Yeah, trust I'm, and safety individual. I am yeah. looking. Yep, uh, this is from NPR. Musk Twitter has dissolved its trust and safety council. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Musk relaunched paid check marks in December, but didn't say exactly when he'd implement the original plan of removing check marks from what Twitter now calls legacy verified accounts. The updated version of Twitter Blue has some rules to limit abuse of paid check marks, such as requirements that an account must be older than 90 days upon subscription and have a confirmed phone number, both of oh. which are super easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Elon uh, Musk will personally call you and be like, hey, are you, um, checks paper, Aroa Mc, whatever your last name is, I'm not going to say on the, on the, on the air. We say it and, all the uh, time. I say it literally at the beginning of every episode. Well, I'm a little <laughs> more respectful than you, aren't I? And, and then, and then you just be like, yep, that's me, a rudely dude, boop, boop, it's me, Aroa, and, and then you're checkmarked. Or as, as certain packages arrive at Aroa's house, Aroa McFuck. Yeah. Um, it says. Uh, I, I go, I, yes. I am George Bush. Hello. That's me. It also, but it says, so the confirmed phone number, but also you have to have no recent changes to your profile photo, display name, or username. 
which again yeah who was it whose name was like it was like christmas or something like that and she's like please elon i don't want to be christmas anymore yeah it wasn't like Nicki minaj (laughs) it sounds so (laughs) um dumbass and so he turned on her ability to change her name and she immediately changed it to elon Uh, it said Twitter announced yesterday that Twitter Blue is now available available globally. Um, sign up to get your blue check mark. Prioritize ranking and conversations. Half ads. I we talked about that before. You don't even get all of the ads removed. You only get half of the ads removed. Um, you get longer tweets, which is fucking annoying because I, I don't know if either of you have gone on Twitter, but it like has a show more button now. So you have if if somebody has a check mark, they can write longer than two hundred forty characters, but you have to click on the show more button for it to expand it. Well, if it didn't, then you could have people post tweets that are super long, and then they just take up like eight pages worth of of text or whatever. Or you could just like, I not, think that's fine. Or you can just not have the long tweets thing. Anyway, I, my miskey instance has a has a limit of like ten thousand characters, so I, I don't care about that. I think that's fine. They also have bookmark folders, so instead of just bookmarks and having it as a, a a scrollable list, you have folders that you can put them in. For some oh, a basic reason. for that, yeah, uh, it's a basic function. First off, like I, I bookmark some tweets, but. How many normal users are bookmarking tweets that often? I forgot that that was even a function for the longest time. Um, I don't even know what custom navigation means in regards to Twitter. Um, you have the edit tweet button and undo tweet button and more. I I did not know that they had edit tweet and undo tweet button. What's but... the difference between undoing a tweet and just deleting a tweet? Uh... Giving, giving people the option to pay for it? Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it's like undoing and uh, sending an email, you know, because like yeah. whenever you undo sending an email in reality, all they do is just wait like 30 seconds before they actually send it. As... So maybe undoing a tweet, you post it and it doesn't actually get sent out to everyone for like 30 seconds. And in that time, you can undo the tweet. No, now that There's is a better the... idea, though. Just uh, don't tweet while drunk. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, don't don't tweet. So, or just get off yeah. Twitter. It's not a good place. Yeah. yeah, just leave. Just just go somewhere else. But uh, it does point out, which we pointed out in the past, uh, the prioritized ranking feature and the perk of seeing 50% fewer ads are not available yet. They are still coming soon when you try to, when you try to sign up for Twitter Blue. And also, I've said it before, if you're paying for Twitter Blue, you are wasting your you're throwing your money away why would you do that like you're I, a dumb bad person i think less of people when i see that they like have a blue check mark i'm like who is this and then it's like 47 followers i'm like ah i see an I idiot see. They, they're they're stupid they are they're financially irresponsible so don't do that especially like if you're on an iphone it's 11 dollars a month there are so many other things you can get for $11 a month. Well, you'd just, you'd have to subscribe on something other than your iPhone, but you know. That's right. That is, that is correct. That's what they that's, did with Netflix to, and stuff. Yeah, because it's to deal with the fact that Apple charges a premium on subscriptions done through any apps on their platform, which that'll go away soon, but you right. know. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna end this podcast soon, but I forgot to update Aroa on something. Uh, oh. We're 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 thinking about switching uh, hosting providers to be hosted All right, yeah. hosted manually by us. So instead of using the the hosting s- solution I have right now, uh, I could save you know twenty bucks a month and and do it myself. And so I went onto my server that I use for for other things. Uh, that Connor enjoys, and I was like, okay, it's my, you know, it's my streaming center. It's, you know, what I use for Plex, it, and it's also I can just host from it. And so I looked up something. There's, there's a program that you can use. You have to install Docker and all this jazz. And I was like, uh, I don't want to learn how to use Docker because it seems somewhat complicated, and I just don't have 
the F I don't have the mental capacity to want to do that right now, but I decided screw it. I'm going to install Docker. And then it's like, okay, you need to, you need to enable Hyper-V and you need to enable this other thing for Docker to work. And I was like, great, perfect. I do it. And it's like, okay, restart. Okay. I'm going to restart. I restarted my computer and a black screen. It would, it would go through the BIOS, the, it would post, it would, it would go to load up windows and then black screen. And the computer was on. I could, I could go to Plex and, and see that my computer was on. I could ping it. I could even move my mouse to the computer uh, with, my, with my remote software. But I could not yeah. see the screen, and I could not remote into the computer because it had no display. Turns out that my computer, because I use an Intel graphics card with an older AMD chip, oh. when, the, when the virtualization stuff is installed and running it won't dis it won't put out an output for my display and it's a uh, it's a well-known bug apparently yeah do you not uh wait well how old is your what, it's, what it's, CPU do you have? it's pretty old it's uh uh 1700 huh i i would have thought maybe that was because of like iommu support so Ryzen seventeen hundred. So it's S, what is it? SVT or something like that. It's it's their virtualization technology. Yeah. yeah. And so it my my computer like it was a black screen. So I rebooted it. Um, I went into Windows, uh, via safe mode. I uninstalled the driver. I figured it was going to be the the Intel driver, right? Maybe I just needed to reinstall the driver. Did that, and when I turned it back on with Docker. Uh, installed, it was fine. And then I installed the driver again, and when I rebooted again, it wouldn't work. <laughs> it was a black screen. And then I looked it up, and I disabled virtualization in the BIOS. Well, that's, that's not going to Well, it, work out. Yeah, but I needed to get into my computer, right? Oh, yeah. I just, I just wanted to see if that was the issue. I disabled virtualization loaded up the computer and it turned on fine. So I cannot, unless I use my main computer for it or my Raspberry Pi or something, I cannot host my own podcast. Uh, so I might, I might talk to Aroa about that and we'll, we'll figure something out. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's, that's my, my tech news story is that uh, apparently it doesn't always work uh, virtualization doesn't always work with AMD uh, chipset and the Intel graphics cards at this current moment, which kind of yeah, sucks. Yeah, it, that's got to have uh, mainly to do with your Intel GPU being yeah. an Intel GPU. Def definitely. Like if I had a if, if I had a forty ninety in there, it would be fine. I would be you know tugging a lot. <laughs> Get get a forty ninety just for my uh, my podcast hosting. That should be good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I want to thank you both for being here. Thank you, Connor, for being here while hunting. Yeah, got a lot of hunting done. Got a got a whole bunch of pelts. Good. And I want to thank you, Aroa, for being here while playing uh, Diablo. I assume. Uh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, having a having a good time. And I will. I will be back, and we might all be back next week at you know same bat time, same bat channel. Goodbye. No, we're going. No, we're going to jail now. You, yeah. you, you said the wrong word. Now, oh, here we go.